Shona Abrams is the current incumbent. He is the head of the NPA, the National Director of Public Prosecutions. And we know that it is the National uh, Prosecuting Authority is the only constitutionally mandated body to decide on issues of whether or not to uh, institute or continue a prosecution. So, well, loosely speaking, it is... It should be uh, business as usual in a sense that these are the kinds of decisions that the NPA has to make. It's got to make decisions about prosecuting or not prosecuting. But what makes this case more complicated is the fact that it, it comes against the backdrop of an adverse um, judgment to the effect that its previous decision, the previous decision of the NPA, was reviewed and set aside as irrational. So that does add pressure to the NPA because, remember, they are the only public institution that has got this tremendous power to prosecute or not to prosecute, and there is a great deal of public interest. And if they are not exercising their powers correctly in a lawful manner, then they they risk the public losing confidence in their office, and that has dire consequences, which includes um, self-help or people taking the law in their own hands due to the mistrust that they have on the criminal justice system. So it is quite, you know, a dangerous position that he finds himself in, but nonetheless, as the incumbent, he has got to make that decision. He but it's, can only make the it's decision. It's also a contentious position, isn't it? Because um, are we therefore to uh, deduce that in order to restore public confidence, the NPA has to decide uh, to actually prosecute uh, President Jacob Zuma? You see, again, separation of powers doctrine is, you know, the fundamental uh, doctrine in our constitutional dispensation, right? We know that the NPA has got that power and only the NPA has that power. Not even a court of law can go as far as to tell another um, arm of state or another functionary how it can exercise its powers because that would be a violation of the separation of powers. But there is indeed a pressure on the part of the NTPP this time around because their earlier decision was set aside for being irrational. And they can still make a decision which is to the effect that they are not going to prosecute. But we all know that the Democratic Alliance is more than ready to take that decision on review once again and if it is also reviewed and set aside, then, uh, you know, that's a disaster for the office. So um, we, we cannot go as far as to say you have got to make a particular decision. We don't know the contents of the representations that were made by uh, President, the former President Zuma and his legal team. But um, what we do know for a fact is that those spy tapes which informed, which formed the basis of the decision previously, the decision not to continue the prosecution, the court said that was not good enough a reason for the discontinuance of uh, Mr. Zuma's prosecution. Maybe there's something else that has come up. We don't want to enter into the realm of speculation. But again, you know, um, the ball is certainly in the NTPP's court. So um, in terms of uh, scenario sketching, uh, let's start with what could possibly legally unfold if the charges are reinstated. Well, if the charges are reinstated, again, then that means we then are going to await the charge, t- the charge sheet. 
Is it going to be still the same charges? Are there more to be added? Are some charges going to be dropped? So the NPA has discretion there. Uh, and again, it will obviously depend on the availability of evidence and what's in the public interest, which is basically the overriding factor whenever it comes to the NPA's exercise of its discretionary power either to prosecute or not to prosecute. So if they do prosecute, that, well, that means they are confident about the evidence that they have. They are confident that they will prove beyond a reasonable doubt the um, charges that they will bring against the former president. And we then await the process leading up to the trial. We know that from 2005, um, we had charges pending. There was a lot of um, going back and forth uh, in terms of litigation uh, on technical points. And I do believe that, again, maybe that's, that's we're still going to see um, happening. Zuma might still apply for a permanent stay of prosecution. It's still, nonetheless, a possibility. But what we are certainly looking forward to this time around is that the matter proceeds to trial and that we have a, you know, a proper trial and the matter be adjudicated upon and a final outcome and the matter is then put to rest. But if the NPA decides not to prefer charges in this case, uh, is there a possibility of a private prosecution? Now, there I believe the possibilities are two. The DA can certainly take it on review, and I think it has indicated an inclination to do so. Yes, then there is also a possibility of the private prosecution. We know that um, NGOs like Forum have already already established a private prosecutorial arm led by, you know, um, the famous um, advocate, Colonel, former prosecutor who was uh, famous for the South Capitolia case. So it is definitely a possibility, but not an easy one if one looks at what the Criminal Procedure Act requires for the institution of um, such private prosecution. So, for instance, you need to prove, or uh, they will have to prove that, obviously, uh, the NPA has refused to prosecute, or alternatively, you can bring a private prosecution on the basis that you have a private, also a statutory right to bring about that private institution. So in this case, I think the more appropriate provision would be Section 7, which deals with a private prosecutions whereby the, prose- uh, the prosecution has refused to prosecute. But there, the threshold seems to be quite high, seems to be quite a stringent um, threshold because to be able to bring a private prosecution, you need to prove a substantial and peculiar interest in the issue and that there is some personal injury which you have individually suffered as a result of the commission of the offense. Now, if you read further in the Act, you see that the kind of situations that are envisaged there are basically situations whereby it's close relatives, husbands and wives, children, um, legal guardians or curators. It's those kind of intimate relationships that are envisaged uh, with regards to bringing mm. about a private prosecution. And just a quick final one in terms of costs. Uh, we know that this case was on when uh, uh, President Zuma was head of state. Uh, will he then qualify for state uh, funding for his legal bill or will he have to pay this out of his own pocket? Well, again, here, this has got nothing to do with the office of the president. It's Zuma as an ordinary private citizen, right? He is charged as Jacob Zuma. So he is responsible for paying his own uh, defense costs.
Well, thanks um, so much. We're going to leave it there uh, in the interest of time. But thank you so much, uh, Kulegani Kumalo, who's a criminal law lecturer at the School of Law from the University of KwaZulu-Natal.